Welcome to The Power of Care, a podcast that shares insights, trends, and developments in the senior care ecosystem with a focus on technology and innovation. My name is Mark McGrand, Director of Business Development at Viar, a company that specializes in advanced, contactless, and private wellness technology. Each episode, I will be discussing the rapidly changing elderly care market with experts from the sector, including community operators, technology providers, caregivers, and senior living real estate developers. I hope this podcast brings you valuable content and information on the sector. And now for our guest. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I'd like to welcome today, we have uh, Mike Snyder, our VP of Senior Living and Marketing at Advanced Wireless. Mike, thank you for joining me here today. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. No, I've been excited. I've been, I've been looking forward to this call. Uh, I know we joked, joked before as we're, we're getting into this, we've got two people on the kind of the sales and marketing side of things. So I'm sure that uh, if anything, we'll probably have to edit this edit this uh, video down a little bit <laughs> for time. Probably. But, but I, I think it, it's, it's an interesting insight. I think there's, there's a lot of different things out there where we try to get the perspective of the, of kind of the, the communities that we work with, you know, of senior living, talking to the directors, talking to the nurses, um, you know, talking to the, those people that, that are their hands on. And that's, that's the most important view, hands down. There's, I don't think there's right. any doubt about that, but I think I'm hoping at least that this podcast episode will provide a bit of interest in looking at it from kind of the supplier point of view. You know, how, how do we actually see things? Because so, I think that that does matter. When, when we're, we're evaluating communities, we actually do get a, an outside look at things where we can say, you know, I know when I'm prioritizing, there's certain communities I can walk into and probably within about 20 minutes, I can say they're ready for this. They're not ready for that. And they're not going to do that. And they're going to do this. I mean, you can kind of get a feeling right away. Um, and a lot of it comes down to kind of the, how do they balance out their decision-making process? You know, what priorities do they actually have inside of communities? And that was one of the first things I was going to jump on with you today. I mean, when you walk into a community and, and you're, what are those feelings that you get kind of when you're going inside? What are you looking for? What are you pulling out? You know, I, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, just the activity that I see as I walk through these communities, you know, depending on where you are in the States, um, there are absolutely differences amongst how they do business, right? And how they treat their residents. Now, the one thing that is common that I love about the senior living industry is, is the people that are providing the care are amazing people. Um, they want the absolute best for not only the residents, but for their staff but they're under so many different constraints, right? Now we've, we've just come off from or coming off from this pandemic and this pandemic is now starting to really impact their businesses. Interestingly enough, as we keep moving into 2021 because their census is down. And when their census is down, their revenues are down, right? And everybody that I walk, when I walk into these facilities, they want everything they can get and buy and, and empower and equip with, but they have to, you know, that it's that classic business, right? You got to balance your budget against what you can actually deliver <laughs> from the revenue that you have. So absolutely, and, and there's a bit of uniqueness, I think, to every one of those communities because if you are, go to, you might have a chain, and, and you know, we talk to communities that in chains that might have 130, 150, 500 locations, whatever it may be, or even if you've got 12, but you you go to 
those individual communities and you have a conversation at that level, you know, they're completely different. I mean, yeah. and, and how they make those decision process, something I see too is, you know, is it all from a central point? Is it, you know, they have the kingdom and that sends down to all the, you know, individual little uh, towns there and tell them what to do, or do they provide a little bit of that custom, you know, Hey, you can get a little decision-making process your own. You know, I've been in healthcare for over 30 years. And one of the things that I have seen across, you know, your acute care settings and your senior living settings is, you know, there's always a corporate entity that's that's trying to provide mandates and direction for their for how things operate. Um, but they are just decentralized. So there's always this, you know, this modified decentralized mentality that people have. You know, corporate will make recommendations of, well, you should do this and you should do this, or you should have these staffing levels, right? Guidelines to take care of these residents. And then the reality comes into based on the facility, um, you know, how many people do they have to, to deliver care, right? And what is their economic situation there? What is their, their political, you know, kind of situation as far as, you know, the mandates that the governments are putting out um, for, you know, like masks, no masks, you know, what can I do? There's all kinds of different variations that are happening um, across the country. And I have found that most people understand the general parameters that they are dealing with, but they have to deal with the, the personalities and the, and the the, the people that they have in their communities and the caregivers, and they have to have that flexibility, you know, just kind of, it's like bowling, you know, you put up the, the bumpers, you know, you can still bowl and bowl well, but it, you, you kind of bounce off those rails to get your strike. Well, that's kind of what you see in these different communities. They have kind of the bumpers that they have to manage through, but they, they still have some of that, that back and forth that they can, they can use. And that's where technology starts to play a huge role in their success from what Does technology I provide that flexibility at me at the end of the day yeah technology is really evolving um and people are adapting more and more i mean you know senior living communities you have people that have done things a certain way for a long time i see that a lot and they're apprehensive at times on technology and how to use things right um but what they are faced with and unlike probably a lot of businesses is they're being asked to do more and more with less and less. Mm -hmm. So this is where technology is starting to come into play, you know, without doing a commercial on what we provide, but you got to have technology that <clears throat> provides flexibility and ease of use uh, for the users. A lot of these folks that are using technology, um, they don't really like it. That's not what they got into care, you know, providing care to do is to run an iPad to provide care. They want to take care of their residents. They want to take care of people. And if they are distracted and, and, and burdened with technology and how it works, um, it just adds to what I like to call um, chaos. And if you go into senior living communities, I think if you talk to any administrator um, or any manager, they would probably use that word, that word quite often to describe what they're dealing with, right? Juggling the staff needs to the residents' needs to delivering a profit, et cetera. So they're looking for technology that can help streamline what they're doing to help empower their teams to make good decisions, right? And to ensure that those residents are getting the proper care that they so deserve and, and families expect. Absolutely. And I think you 
kind of the nail on the head. I, I like your approach to it. Um, you know, you might have to go go work at the top of one of these chains now, but <laughs> but the, the 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 bumper concept I think is is the absolute right approach. That when you know your mandate, and when it comes down, it's you do this. But I believe there has to be a bit of you do this level. <laughs> you know, you have to stay in this hallway. You have to stick with those bumpers. You have to stay within these things because you just don't know what's going on the day, especially with the you know the staff right staff needs right now. There is a bit of an employee shortage out there, and there has yeah. been for a long time. And COVID hasn't helped. Um, yeah. You know, as we're coming out of the, the the climate, the political climate of the country change. There's a lot going on right now that's out there that is pushing these places where they're going to have to make some changes. They're going to have to figure out, you know, how do we pay people differently? How do we use people differently? What 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 information can we start to pull from, and how can we continue to improve our service? Because as I say, right. the the bar never drops there. No. It only goes up. So, so what can we do to kind of take those steps forward? And um, I, I think you're right. I think you have to have that flexibility as you're going into it where you can say, okay, this is where you can kind of stay in your lanes. Now, if you're looking at it from the, the, the bottom side and kind of looking up. So if I if took you and all of a sudden you were kind of moved into the, the director position or your head of nursing or something like that, this is an area that I think is, is difficult for a lot of people in this position because they come in from a, from a care standpoint um, and now they're being asked to make, you know, a business decision going up the line. You know, is there any advice as you've talked to different communities, who's been successful when it comes to talking upstream and saying, Hey, we want to do something. Let's just say with advanced wireless, I want to do something with advanced wireless. What advice would you give them or who would you, have you seen be successful when they're talking up to corporate and trying to get corporate to push back down? What, what action should they take? What phrases should they stick to? You know, how would you suggest that? You know, it's a lot of times, um, you know, there's a, in a, there's a joke, you know, in sales, you know, that, um, you know, the salespeople do all the work and managers really don't do much of anything. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, the, the thing that, that, that I, that it keeps coming back to is these people are absolutely amazing people that care. All right. That's that's why they're in this business. People don't get into the senior living and delivering senior living care to get rich. Okay, they get it in because they have a heart for caring for people. Right. But then the business part of the bit of the world is is impacting them. Right. They understand that they have a certain level of care that they have to deliver to their to their residents. But they're also, imagine what they're dealing with. They're trying to find people who will come in and, and deliver that care. And the wages that they're offering aren't great, right? That they have. So they're trying to balance that. And then you have a corporate person who's going, hey, I'm looking at your numbers, right? What are your numbers? What are you going to do to reduce costs? Reduce costs, right? That's what they, they're getting hit with. And and the thing that I that I emphasize with people is, you know, as much as technology can be scary for them, technology really can start to empower them. You know, you know what we do for our communities is we provide tools that really consolidate the ability to communicate because that's where it all starts, right? It's good communication between residents to the staff, staff to the management, management up to corporate. And, and we, we deliver solutions that are around that uh, in that communication. We also, by improving communications, um, what you'll see is the, the type of productivity that you can get from people. You know, I'm a, you know, Mark, you and I are sales guys, right? And I always tell my salespeople, I say, you know, the worst thing that you can do 
in sales, okay, is have a start-stop mentality, right? You start making your cold calls. Oh, a phone call comes in. You stop doing that. You start taking that call. Oh, an email comes in. You start, stop, start, stop. That is the world in senior living that they live in constantly, right? You know, they're, they're, they're doing some of their, their charting, right? They're doing their charting. A call light comes on. What are they supposed to do? Finish their charting or go to the call light? right? So you have to have technology and capabilities that will help them manage that, right? Um, portable devices, things like that are going to be key to helping them provide um, more of, a, I guess, consistency in how they can do their day. Because the number one reason, I think the number one reason, if you ask people why people leave and the turnover is so high in these communities, it's because of the chaos. It's that start, stop, or, you know, the great people do all the work, right? And, and those are the people that tend to leave, right? So we have to do things to help empower them, recognize them um, in those communities that you can... Um, that you can share with your corporate, with your management teams and what you're doing. Because some of the initiatives that come out, listen, some of the thing, initiatives that I give my sales teams have not been well thought of, right? That burn up a lot of time. So the, the key is, is can you get that communication from that administrator to the corporate office, okay? And they sometimes get disconnected with what is really happening in those communities. Okay, and any type of, of technology that will help improve that information gateway is going to be a huge help to those organizations. Absolutely, and I think that that's a, another great point because what it comes down to is a lot of the you got to fill out that what is the why? Why should we be doing this? You know, it, it can't be the want, um, you know, but it's got to be the the why should we actually accomplish this? And I think the communication aspect is a huge one that you can point to and we can say, look, this is going to make things flow smoother. You know, just in some cases, this might make things flow smoother from here to here. You know, you are going to get more out of this at a, you know, a corporate level. If it's a from a staff side, it, that also can be, you know, hey, we're going to empower the staff. It's going to make them stay around longer. It's going to improve our staffing, which, you know, again, it's going to come back to, you know, back to the corporate level. You know, they, they have a bit of the... Um, you know, they always say New York sports teams is a really tough town uh, to be in there. And, you know, as, as a Yankees fan, I always thought of that. We know where if things are going to push back there and, um, but it's a, what, what have you done for me today? You know, kind of mentality. And that's kind of what I think corporate has to look at it from that perspective. And they do have to take things from the business side and say, all right, but tell me why should we actually accomplish this? Now there's always a balancing effect to that, but care actually does have a business benefit to it. No, we are going to provide the best care here. We're going to keep people longer here. We're going to be able to attract more people here. You know, our online reviews are going to skyrocket because people are going to see how great this is, you know, and then you can also bring in the, the additional stuff. You know, if we're doing something big like this, you know, we can use it as a marketing jump off point. You know, hey, we're implementing something different here. Let's bring in the marketing, let's tell people about how we're doing things differently and trying to jump on that point. Cause I think that's another balancing effect between the corporate level of, you know, the sales team and you've got the, you know, the, the director of nursing and director of care, you know, that's down there at the other end. And they're saying like, there's a care set. You guys actually, they do meet in the middle and that's where that communication, everything that you're bringing together kind of finally connects is that, look, if we're going to be, let's do these great care things. Cause it's going to improve our care. It's going to improve our service. It's going to, it's going to improve lives 
Right. And we can use that as a jumping off point for our next marketing campaign while we're telling people about it. You know, there's a reason that we do this and it's to improve these lives, but also to attract more people and improve more lives. So let's take it to that next level. Let's keep moving things along. I think that's, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, and that differs based on, you know, where you are in the country too. I mean, needs are going to be different. How you advertise things is going to, are going to be different. And one of the most difficult things I see with advertising is, um, you know, if you try to do something on a, a global scale, if you try to come in and you're just going to make one commercial that's going to run nationally, it's not going to appeal as strongly to individual markets. I think it's been proven out over the last two, three decades that, you know, it became more and more, how can I market to the individual? How can I get something marketed to? So when, when Mike Snyder pulls up his screen today, I know this one's going to pop. Amazon's excellent at that, right? The, mm-hmm. You pull it yeah. up and it, it kind of, it's scary how much it kind of already knows about you. But if you kind of go to the individual community level, they know what their community cares about. You know, people right. in Florida are going to have a certain field, you know, they're going to care about certain things. Simple stuff. Their weather's different. Things are going to appeal more, probably going to be a little bit more outdoorsy, you know, right. That, right. And, and a different type of outdoors than say you're going to see in, in Milwaukee, you know, right. it's, it's going to be, it's going to be different there. You know, how do you handle snow is not going to be something that appeals to people in Florida, but now mm. we can use our money at, you know, on a more regional basis, which is usually more effective um, to the, to the actual results, but also more cost effective, I think. Right. Right. I mean, everyone shares the same thing, no matter where you go in the country. The one thing is, is every, every resident has a care plan, mm. every single one of them. Right. And the key is, is how do you deliver that care plan? right? Cost effectively. Um, And the the only news that travels faster than good news is bad news, right? So the ability to respond to your residents and deliver the care that they need and be able to validate that you've done that is vital for these organizations. I mean, that's that, that, that's kind of the way it is. You know, the way, you know, a, a lot of times, you know, when we look at us as vendors, right? You know, here at Advanced Wireless, you know, we always say this. I say this in all of our webinars. I said, you know, we sit in our office and we sit and we when we we create what we think is the greatest next thing for whatever widget it is, right? And then inevitably, and I've been doing this a long time, inevitably we think we've got this thing nailed down. And then we take it to the first site and that first person who grabs that technology within five minutes, they, they go, why don't you guys think about doing it this way, right? So Every I think, time. you know, I think it's going to be key for vendors, advanced wireless, buyer, everybody. You know, one of the things to do and what we are doing is um, we go and we walk. We walk the sites with people mm-hmm. and we get a day in the life. And I think if if not only vendors would do more of that, but also people who maybe are getting a little disconnected. Okay, you know, at higher up, sometimes you get disconnected, would just walk and spend a day in the life with the people giving this care. I think you're going to see dramatic change. It's one thing to say, I'm understaffed, I'm understaffed. Um, But it's another thing to to actually stand there and watch these people run and literally running back and forth, back and forth. So I think that's something that um, everybody could benefit from. And, that, that's, and that's something that both our companies, we really, I know, I know you guys do it. And I know we're really focusing on, you know, the ear of the, of the, of the user, right? Technology is a great thing, but it's got to be practical, you know, yeah. and that's what it's about. 
practical. I, and when it's practical, people will trust it and then people will use it and get the benefit of it. So Yeah, I mean, the best thing you can do, and I think corporate has to listen to this, I think the, the on-site director needs to listen to this, invite them down. You know, it, it, there's nothing wrong they might say no, they can't come or whatever it may be. But if you've got a if you've got a decision maker at some point, I think inviting them to your community might be another good jumping off uh, off point to kind of get the, get the ball rolling and saying, hey, come down here. I I can explain this to you over a phone call. It, it's going to sound like whining into the phone, but if we could come here, let's do a day, like you said, day in the life where you can be here, kind of see what I'm talking about. You might come down here and you might say you know, we actually have this other system that we use, or we actually do, you know, this model of these other communities, you're not running that right now. And you might be able to help us fix it without, right. without ever signing a check, without ever putting in, right. that might be the better way to do it. And they might be able to help, but at the same time, they might be able to come down and say, oh, wow, this is different. We did not yep. see this. This is, this is unique. And if it's, it's an oxymoron to say it, but if it's unique to one location, it's probably not that unique. It right. probably actually exists. In another location, depending on the number of, you know, communities that, that you actually have out there. Yeah. So when it, but you know, you mentioned something before, the care plan. Yeah. I, I know a little, explain to me what is, what is, what is the care plan and what is in the care plan? I mean, you know, my explanation of this to any DON or any care provider that that's listening to this is probably going to be an insult to their definition of this, but <laughs> they, they okay. know who we are. <laughs> yeah. So here's a sales guy's definition of a care. A care plan is basically that exactly what it says it is. It's going to say that Mike Snyder as a patient based on my age and my medical condition, I am going to need certain services and things provided for me through the course of the day right? I need to get dressed. I need my meds. I may need physical therapy. Okay. I might need bathing. I mean, I mean, it's a plan. How am I going to take care of Mike Snyder? Okay. My resident to make sure that he is his health and his quality of life is maintained. Okay. So at a, at, at, at a basic level, that's what a care plan is. And, but a care plan also converts into time, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take how much time for that caregiver to take care of this guy, right? And each guy's different, what they have. But that's how, you know, that's how the reimbursements, you know, from Medicare and different things, that's how they, you know, delivering the care, they can build those services, right? And then that's, they get their revenue. That's very high level. And again, I apologize to the caregivers who could give a much better de- <laughs> definition no, of no, that. I, yours sounds that's, like my definition. Yeah, yours, then, yours sounds a lot like my definition of it. So we're, we're breaking that out and we're getting an understanding of it. Um, and we're doing that. That again is something that I think is we're, we're writing out a plan. And as yeah. we're making those things and we're making it off of, hopefully we're trying to make it off of the most, you know, objective decisions we can possibly make, you know, based off X, Y, and Z, this is what we're doing. Um, I mean, do we ever sit there and look at it and say, you know, have we created a care plan for this community? You know, instead of you know, start treating your communities like you would a resident inside, you know, where you're sitting there and you're saying, okay, what is this community going to need over time? Because a care plan is not a, it's not a static um, thing. It's, it's not set there. It, it's dynamic. It grows with you. It's going to adjust over time. But what are we doing inside of the communities to say, okay, we have our care plan. We kind of know what this community is going to need. We've created our, our bumpers that, that they're going to stay inside of, but what are we doing on the growth basis? You know, or how, what, how are we spotting changes 
um, inside of the communities and trying to implement things so that we're, we're taking those health checks, you know, we're, we're making sure that, um, that the organs are functioning. Have we, have we defined, you know, what are the organs, what are the, the, the vital functions inside of this community and breaking those things out? I mean, have you seen communities taking that approach of a, I mean, yeah, they have, you know, they, you know, the analogy that we've gone to is, you know, the bumpers, right. You know, mm-hmm. in bowling, right. Uh, the, the closer in the bumpers are, um, the better your chances of getting a strike and a higher score, right. Or being more profitable. Um, I, I think they all have that. I think they all have their version of that. The, the issue comes down to, um, you know, if you, if you walk with, with, um, you know, walk with a caregiver or whatever, um, what, one of the things that you will notice is vital to their financial um, stability is their ability to chart, right? Because if you don't chart it, you can't bill it. And if you go in these communities, you'll see it all over. Um, you'll see caregivers and they've got stuff written all over their hands, okay? That's their notes that they're keeping on what they've done from a resident as they run to the next room. <laughs> run to the next room. Um, so, you know, the framework of the bumpers is, is that's the challenge, right? Is how can I, I, I get the, the bumpers a little bit more narrow because the narrower it is, the more efficient I can be. And what but still leaving do, out the flexibility <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well, that's just it. I mean, there's, you're going to have some of that flexibility, but I think the, the idea of narrowing those bumpers comes from how technology can be deployed and used. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that's where it comes into. I mean, you know, there there are different systems that do different things, right? And there's all kinds of different systems. But um, are these a lot of vendors want to come in and they want to come in and say, "Well, you need our our new technology today, and it's going to solve all of your problems." Well, it, it it could, but the problem is, is like in senior living, they don't have the budgets to do those things. So. We as vendors, what we have to be is smart in the fact that deliver solutions that can capitalize on existing infrastructure and make it better and make it easier to use, which frees up time, which narrows those bumpers in, okay, mm-hmm. for their profitability. But every every organization, Mark, to your point, obviously that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to they're trying to check all the boxes, you know, the star ratings. They're trying to get five stars every time. They are. I have, I have not met a person in the senior living across the country that ha- doesn't have a, a heart for it and a commitment to do that. They're amazing. Pe- they really are amazing people. I can't mm-hmm. say enough about them. I, that's one of the reasons why I love being in this division is the people that we get to work with. It's pretty cool. So, Yeah, no, it, it is fantastic. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, I used to joke that, you know, coming out of school, I never, I never planned and sat there and said, you know, the the, the senior industry is, is where I'm going to go. Um, but even as I've stepped away from it at, at certain times, it's always come back to it. And I've always kind of kept one foot in the, uh, in the door. Cause it is something that you really can't make a difference. And I believe that the technology there is very exciting about what you can do and you can see what's actually happening. Right. You know, so that's, that's a huge thing. And I think as we're, we're working with these organizations, that's always my goal is, is how can we actually help these help everyone to improve? Right. You know, there's, there's certain things that, I hope there's someone out there who works at a community today and is either, you know, on the corporate end or is on the community side. And they're saying, okay, you know, these are some good tips of how I should be approaching things a little bit differently. Maybe we should have, you know, care plans put together, you know, care plans put together on a community basis of what they, you know, 
how we're monitoring them, what, what stats are we looking at? And it shouldn't just be on a, oh, no, no, I can see every community. I can see their revenue coming in and I can see their occupancy and, and how that's changed over the last few months. It's much deeper than that. Right. It's much, much deeper than that. Um, it's not just a dollar and cents thing. It, it's, you know, how do we step it up across the board to kind of provide the best life for this community? And I think from right. the community side, going up the chain to the corporate end and they're having their conversations there, they need to do a good job of providing things back and being open and having that communication and saying, this is something that I saw. This is something that was interesting. This is something I want to take a step forward with. Um, but also thinking about it and, you know, from the other sides of view, making sure they're giving a strong why to that question. And it's not just a matter of, you know, oh, my staff is really tired. You know, we just want more people because we just feel like we're understaffed or, you know, I know there's more to that. I know that's a deeper thing, but you've really got to push the full conversation of, you know, how can we all improve this and why is it going to be good for everybody overall? Because the more successful, you know, corporate is the more successful your community is the more successful it's going to be for your residents and really pushing things um, down, down that road. So that's, it's always something, you know, you want to strive for and look for. And I think that's what the goal of this conversation is. I hope we, we bring up some points and we can point that stuff out. Cause like we said, look at, look at geography. There's going to be a difference between your community in Florida, your place in California, Milwaukee, New York, they all have different layouts. They all have different kind of mindsets of what the goals are trying to achieve. Um, you know, you can use that information to get a little bit more specific with your marketing and kind of, how you're providing your care, what technology should be implemented. Um, right. You know, I, I hope all these things help out from that side. Now, the other side of the coin, I think that we have to hold ourselves to, and I'm going to put the ball in your court first because I'm the host. So I get to make things difficult yep. on, I get to make, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the host. So I get to make the rules. Um, for those that are on our side of the table, where are we failing and what should we be doing doing better when we're approaching these communities and having conversations that will make things better for them? Well, you know, for me, I, I'll just pick on, I'll pick on advanced wireless uh, and, and kind of what, you know, kind of how well we're going about things. You know, we are salespeople, all right? And, and I usually start every one of my sales meetings when I'm meeting with an administrator or whatever. And, and, I, and, I, and I tell them this, and I truly mean this. I said, listen, I want to sell you everything I can possibly sell you in my portfolio. Okay, but that's not how we're going to do business, right? I think us as vendors, we have to truly understand the pressures that we are selling into, okay? And we have to be very creative to try to help them deliver solutions that will help productivity and the team and all of that without having to come in and just like, well, rip and replace everything, okay? Right? I mean, yep. th that that's just something that's just overwhelming, I, I, I you know, from... I can just see it in their eyes. They're just going, how am I supposed to do that? Do you, do you understand how tight a budget I'm working with? You know, isn't there some other alternative? So I think we as vendors have got to slow down a little bit more and really understand what they're, you know, it's kind of like, what is the base thing that they need and what are the nice to have things that they want and start explaining the differences of what we're delivering to them. And that's something that our company is really committed to doing, um, is really focusing in on what do you really need in a solution? God knows I've got great technology and I've got some really cool things that I get so excited about, right? 
um, that I want them to use, I want them to use, but I have to still hold down as a vendor and go, okay, but do they really, is it really going to help them right now? Take baby steps and start building. Give them a foundation that they can build from. That's what we as vendors have to do a better job of, of establishing that trust and everything. Because too many times we just come in and show up and throw up. We just, everything, here's everything. And you decide what you want. And that's not the way we want to do business. Not anymore. We want a partnership long-term. I think it's a really good point. Because I, I do think there are times we show up as vendors kind of with a trust me attitude. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and sometimes we're pushing, we, we put the, we put the community in an awkward position. We're talking about this conversation between, you know, one level and, and maybe the corporate office, you know, we're, we're putting them in a tight spot because we're going to them and saying, Hey, you know, here's a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment or a million dollars worth of equipment. Um, yeah. Write that email. You know, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, it's not a fair position to really throw them into. And I think you're right that we need to show up and there needs to be a, an honest conversation sometimes about will this actually help you from a bottom line standpoint? Um, right. You know, there, there are, you might go to one community and you might have the, the latest and greatest of, we can see everything that's happening. We'll give you, we'll tell you if anyone falls, I'll tell you uh, if anybody's going to fall, like, you know, you, you're now omniscient. You now know everything. Yeah. Right. And that community might look at it and they might say, well, I, you know, we have a person that's in every room constantly. So kind of already know that information, you know, my uh, last episode of the podcast, I was talking to um, Lila, director of nursing, and she was explaining how, you know, she can go into a room and, and they could look at someone for four hours at night while they slept. They could tell you what their day is going to be like the next day. There might be a community that comes in and you have a conversation. They go, I don't need that. I can, I know what's going on already. So, you know, every need is not a need. I think we right. need to, we probably need to approach it ourselves a little better with the understand with one with understanding with kind of a little bit of compassion and then you know, say hey look I know how hard this is going to be but also the um, a mindset of they are unique this they is are. something that's that you might build something that is you thought was fantastic and it has value for senior living mm -hmm. but you know what this isn't senior living this is X Y Z community in Raleigh, North Carolina, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's this location and they're their own person. They have their mm -hmm. own personality. And like I said, you know, coming back to the care plan again, it's, you know, it's yeah. something that's unique to them. It is different for them. And it's something that, you know, we can't treat them like a number. I think it's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we, we, we as vendors have got to have a passion for um, the same type of passion for delivering a result that, they have for delivering results to their residents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, systems that we propose, and I can only speak for our company and my team, but, you know, what we propose, you know, we, we, we know what it's going to deliver for them. Okay. And we are going to deliver what they need, but we're also going to tell them other things that they can use. Listen, there's many times I tell people who want to buy a bunch of bells and whistles from us, I tell them, I said, well, what is it really going to, how is it really going to benefit you right now? How is it going to help you? Um, you know, and I think people, I think hopefully people respect and, and like that, but I, I would like to see, you know, that's what I'd like to see from vendors is more of those type of conversations. Just be real with people. Stop trying to pretend that you're your, their best friends and just be real, be open and tell them what, what you can do. You know, one of the things that I love that I love to do 
um, that my boss hates, by the way, um, is uh, if someone asks me a question about what don't you like about your company, I'll tell them because you know what? They're going to find out anyway. So why not be, why can't we be open and honest with people and build that trust? You know, I always tell people on implementations, I said, I have been doing this for over 30 years. And when it comes to implementation, you know, a lot of times it's always set up like, oh, it's going to be perfect. There's going to be no problems. You're just, it's just going to be so easy to install. I tell people, I said, I have yet to see an implementation go perfectly without hiccups and bumps. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyone who's installed the system knows that's true. And all I can tell them is we're going to be with them every step of the way. And we're going to fight through it. And we're going to get it solved. That's all I can tell them, right? So, you know, that's how we want to do business. And I'm hoping more people, especially for senior living, will, will, will take that approach, okay? Um, because that's going to help that help those communities so much. Because I, I used to work for, I won't name the names, but a large time and attendance provider, right? And their system could do everything almost to, to make your bed in the morning and, and pour your coffee, right? All these capabilities. And we'd sell it, we'd sell it, whatever. And you get it installed and people would use... Yeah, maybe 15 to 20% of its capacity, right? And they're paying for all of the, the capacity of it. So I think that's something that we as vendors have to, you know, I think I think we'll get more business doing business that way in, in these communities. So that's, you know, hopefully that's a takeaway people will remember about us, you know? That's, that's really good. It's really good advice. And it's really something I think that you, you have to focus in on. You have yeah. to show up and you have to, like you said, solve their solve their need. And maybe sometimes yeah. it is one step at a time. It's a, a look, let's just, let's just get the carpet down today. You know, let's, yeah. let's do this. You know, <laughs> right. All right, I, I understand we're going to redo this whole room, but you know, we can't do everything at once, you know, right. Right. God, uh, you know, if you're building a house at some point, you just got to get floors down and, and, and things uh, laid out before you get to, you know, you shouldn't be putting the antenna on the roof before you have electricity. Um, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> So, you know, that's, that, that's a huge thing for, for them to be able to do. And I think it's a big takeaway from our side of it. Again, sometimes we do need to sit there at ourselves and say, okay, what are we doing wrong on our side? And kind of, well, let me ask you this. So this is another huge question I'm going to ask you. Um, you may not have an answer for this one, but I mean, because I'm getting you on the spot. But if, if you were to look at senior living as a whole today, because you've seen kind of, you're, you, you go to communities, you've been around it for a long time. Um, if, if there was anything, and it doesn't need to be from a product perspective, it doesn't need to be from a business perspective. If there was something that you know you had control of, from angles to you know it could be care, it could be amenities, it could be cost, it could be the business model as a whole, that you would say, guys, this should change, and you could you know whisper into the ear of everybody across the uh, the industry, you know what is that kind of advice or something that you would suggest to everybody that you would change? Well, I mean, for me. Um... I, I, I would hope my uh, my directors of nursing um, will will give me a high five on this, but there we talked about these care plans and everything, these corporate edicts and different things that not corporate edicts, but just care plans and, and how much time it takes to do things. Um, if you go out and you sit down today, you know, something that they say, well, you should be able to go in and, um, in, and uh, dress somebody and let's say it's 15 minutes, right? Um, yeah, you could probably do that in 15 minutes if you want it to be a cold, you know, cold just process. 
but it might take you 25 minutes to say how you doing this morning and help them and have a conversation and, and, and show compassion and care. I guess the point I'm trying to make is if there's one thing in the industry that I, I think is constantly overlooked because of, and unfortunately of money is how long it really does take to do things, okay? It's not that these people are lazy, okay? It is not that at all, at least in my opinion, right? But they care about people and by caring, they're going to spend extra time to make them feel warm and welcomed and, and, and provided. And you know what? If my mom and dad were still around today, that's exactly what I'd want for them, right? And so that to me, when I look at the industry, I'm taking technology and all that other stuff and throwing it out the door. People's expectations of how long things should take are unrealistic, right? And that's not a popular answer, by the way, <laughs> because no, I think it's a, real, it's, a, but, it's a but realistic it answer, is. though. It's yeah. a realistic answer because I think that's something that isn't – you hear about a lot of staff members, you know, clocking out and yeah. then finishing what they were doing because they, right. you know, they're, you're not supposed to be getting overtime. You know, right. or, you know they're, they're kind of going above and beyond. I think it makes sense. Yeah, if you could wave a magic wand and say, look, any of these times you timed out and you said, okay, this takes this long to do, you know, add 10 minutes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, because, you know government, government, please give more money to senior living. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and, and I'm not saying it for, you know, for us, we're sales guys, oh, more revenue for us to go get. Yeah. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Give them more, more resources because they are, this is a growing industry, right, Mark? I mean, yeah. senior living's not going away. You and I are heading there. I'm, a, I'm ahead of you, of course, but we're all <laughs> heading there at some point. And man, I, I want, I want to see the best for it and I want to see it grow and I want to see it get better and better. So when my time comes, you know, I have a good experience, right? Is I, that's what I, you know, I guess I just have a heart for people that way, but taking my advanced wireless hat off. So <laughs> no, oh, that, that's, me, no, please. Okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's such an excellent point though. And it is something that stands out. I, I know that, you know, one of the first communities I went to, um, I walked in and the big things we're talking about is fall detection and, and look how great. You don't have to wear anything or pull, you know, all the, all the sales pitch of the fall detection. And it was a, the second day we were there, you know, the conversation switched and I was almost caught a little off guard because I was thinking falls, 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 you know, that's all we're focused on. And it got into staff and it got mm -hmm. into, well, you know, can I help see what's going on? And then as we got deeper conversations later down the road with other communities, it was, you know, it was talking about this, you know, smart rounds and, and improving things. And, but it was all time. It was all making yeah. sure that, you know, was this being done when it was supposed to be done, but also were they able to accomplish this, you know, and, and breaking that up. And as you got, you dug deeper and deeper, um, it all comes, it, a lot of it did come around to time. And if, I guess that's a, it's a solid wish to make. If we could go to the industry and say, okay, how can we provide time to these communities. I think the revenue yeah. and the occupant, everything else follows that. Yeah. 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 I think that, I think that's that true. I mean, I, that you'll never hear an administrator say that they're overstaffed and they're flush with cash. You just, you'll never, I, I've never heard <laughs> it, you know? So, um, but yet there's, they're expected to deliver such quality of service. It's, it, it really is a, an amazing thing what they do you know, the vast majority of, of these facilities, no matter where you go, um, they all have the same, the same core issues that we've been talking about. Every single one of them, they have, you know, and now they're looking for ways to expand and change, you know, home health care and, you know, step down units, all these things are happening. So the industry is, it's going to be interesting to see, well, you know, what a traditional care 
care community becomes because it used to be, oh, it's a, it's a senior living facility. Well, now it's a memory care unit, it's adult daycare, it's an assisted living. Oh, they're putting an independent living on top of it. I mean, they're being very creative in making these communities, right? So we as vendors have to make sure that we stay in touch with that and provide solutions that will help manage that, that conglomerate that they are, they're putting together, so. We'll try our best to keep pace and, right. uh, and, and do whatever we can to support these, uh, these amazing people in this amazing industry. We'll, um, so thank you, Mike, for, for joining me on the show here today. I really appreciate, uh, appreciate, appreciate your time and the conversation. As always, like I said, we could probably talk for another two hours. but uh, <laughs> God help people I'll, if we did. But yeah, if, <laughs> exactly. you, you know, if anybody's <laughs> listening, they'd like to talk to me, give me a call. It's Mike Snyder at Advanced Wireless. You can go to our website. i um, be happy to answer questions that people might have. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Power of Care podcast. Remember to follow the channel to stay updated on future episodes. And if you want to connect with me directly, feel free to email me at mark.mcgran at viar.com.